Hey, morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Trading Bitcoin with your host, Tone Vase. Uh, glanced at the price, saw that it was popping to the upside. And uh, let's uh, have a quick look. Uh, before I do, though, as people log on, uh, I'm not sure how long I'm going to keep the beard. I do like the shaved uh, head, uh, really convenient. And uh, But we'll see how long I keep the beard. Usually just gets really, really annoying and I end up shaving it. Um, I got a really um, awesome package I want to show you guys. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you here are watching are friends of Tyler Jenks, fans of Tyler Jenks. Uh, and uh, his family sent me a couple of things. Uh, so you might have seen this uh, back when he was doing his YouTube videos. This was his um, like old stock market ticker tape. Uh, this is from uh, 1909. Uh, really, really cool stuff. And um, like a lot of this stuff was really sentimental. Uh, this was uh, the Bitcoin Cryptomatic watch. I actually bought this for him as a present uh, last year for Christmas, um, as a Christmas present. Uh, his favorite number was apparently 99. Uh, so we got this watch uh, with uh, 99 out of uh, 100 imprinted on the back. Uh, so that's some really cool stuff. Like a lot of it was really sentimental. This was the chess set that Tyler and I played on when I went to visit him in, uh, in Chattanooga. It's a really uh, cool old school chess set. Uh, so really good. Like I didn't even know like his family was going to uh, send this over to me. Uh, so thank you very much for that. But this, uh, this is the prize. Uh, this is uh, really going to cherish this. So these are the two original sequential documents from Larry Williams. Look at the date. Uh, this is the original one. This predates uh, the TD sequential. This predates Tom DeMarc. Look, copyright 1980, right there. Uh, copyright 1980 by Larry Williams. Uh, I, I'm gonna go through these. Uh, Tyler had showed them to me briefly uh, when I was at his house. I didn't read them in full. Uh, so this was the original from 1980, and this is the updated version from uh, 1981. And this is the original blueprint for what Tom DeMarc calls the TD sequential. Uh, so this is um, uh, this is really good stuff. I also got some uh, uh, many other of his uh, folders and uh, uh, on some of the notes. I don't have his hand notes. Um, I, I um, it, it, it's hard, you know, like hey. I was very happy uh, with what they sent. Um, I wish I could, you know, go there and like really go through his stuff if that was if that's possible. Even I don't know. I'm gonna have a chat with his family. I'm gonna thank them, uh, call call them and thank them uh, for sending this over to me. So that's uh, really really cool stuff. I really do miss him, and uh, I it just left so suddenly. Uh, was gonna be spending uh, this winter over there. Actually, that was the plan. Uh, to go over there and like share ideas and put some notes together. Also planned on doing that in Bali. Uh, he was supposed to be there, of course, and uh, that didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, okay, guys, let's um, let, let's go on with the charts. On that sad note. So, um, real quick, unconfiscatable is on sale, uh, please check that out. Um, I do need to fully restore my computer to get the latest 
uh, numbers on how many seats we have left at current prices. Um, so yeah, check that out, early bird carnivory. And uh, this is the dinner with all the speakers. Uh, hopefully all the speakers will be in town by then. Uh, the pinball tournament, the poker tournament, everything, VIP tickets. I'm gonna start messaging other people to see if I can get really cool speakers. Uh, for 250 bucks, uh, this conference is definitely not gonna break the bank. Okay, so go for it, guys. Uh, Tonevase.com. The options webinar is on sale. That's gonna take place exactly two weeks from now. It'll be two full days. Uh, people are asking for the description of it. You go to products and you go to workshops. Uh, the options webinar should be there. There it is, equity options. Uh, here's the description. I will go through this description. And um, equity option, I'm gonna go through this description. I'm gonna edit it. This will probably take place today. Uh, because now that I've taught this before, I know exactly how it's going to go. So there will be definitely be more details. If you click on details, um, oh, it just takes you to the general workshop. It doesn't necessarily, uh, it takes you to all of the workshops uh, by all of these people. So it doesn't take you to the actual description of the options webinar specifically. I will uh, go ahead and put that. Ian. Uh, this is the Giacomo Zucco workshop in, uh, at Unconfiscatable. This is Socrates workshop at Unconfiscatable. Okay. All right. Now let's go to the charts. Here is, that's the daily chart. Let's go to the weekly chart. Let's see how our week is looking. So the week started off by giving you a short trade on sequential. I made it very clear that shorting at this point in time is very, very dangerous uh, because of how much you have moved on the red one candle, not to mention it was the fourth drop uh, in a row. It was the fourth week of drops in a row. Bitcoin doesn't normally fall for four weeks in a row. You, you see that it happened earlier this year and then we rebounded pretty heavily, but then still went ahead and made new lows. Um, Right here, uh, during this big catastrophic fall from 6,000 all the way down to 3,000, we did not even fall for four weak red candles in a row. So it's not common that Bitcoin has four red candles in a row. Again, right here, uh, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven candles down drop, but right in between them, here is a bullish candle, a bullish candle that rallied back to the moving average, but could not break above it. Actually, guys, let me double check my audio. Um, so that doesn't normally happen. Uh, again, we you have to go, I'm not even sure, like, like this is the weekly candles. I, I still haven't seen four red weeks in a row. Here it is, found one. I have to go all the way back to, what is this? Tw July, 2016. So we're talking what, three and a half years ago in order to find four consecutive down weeks. I mean, that doesn't normally happen. And that was uh, the final pullback that took us down to 550 before the big rally set in. So you really do not want to be shorting uh, Bitcoin after it had fallen that many consecutive weeks in a row. Um, I thought I made this pretty clear. Maybe not the four weeks in a row part. I think it's the first time I'm ever mentioning that. 
But um, I did mention that, hey, after a big red one, it's very, very, you know, it's, it's very difficult to jump in right after that uh, onto a trade. Uh, let this pull back. Uh, if the market is going to go lower, a better trade opportunity will present itself, okay? Even if sequential uh, by textbook is telling you to do that. And this is why I don't like to code uh, strategies. They always have to be, there has to be some discretion involved. Um, so for me, if I was coding, shorting a red two or below a red one, I would have to think about some restrictions. And one of them being, okay, how many uh, prior candles in a row have we fallen? What percentage of the price have we fallen? Because I don't like to short over leveraged moves. I'm sorry, over extended moves, not over leveraged moves. Um, I wouldn't do this on the way up either, right? Like this is why um, I wasn't jumping in uh, on a long here, even though uh, this is back at 4,200. I was already long actually in the market at the time, but I wasn't jumping in on this long because it took place on a weekly nine and that really bothered me. Now, if you go back to all those videos, uh, I say that, hey, once we break 41.42, we're gonna move very quickly to 5,000. Uh, and if this move had happened on a green one uh, or a green two or a green three, I would have been all over it, but not on a nine because then it was consolidation. Uh, the, the, the better time to enter would have been here. Uh, and you can go back to my videos. Uh, I, I probably should have been way more bullish at that level. Uh, but if you remember, this is when the whole Bitfinex uh, versus the New York Attorney General disaster was taking place. So that made me a little bit more hesitant. Uh, I should have just, you know, stuck with uh, TA because TA is usually right. And I trust TA. Okay, so that's the weekly candle. The weekly candle looks good, but um, TA is saying, hey, don't, uh, on a weekly scale, uh, this is still in a downtrend and we have to wait a little bit to see if it's actually going to prove itself. I don't like the CMF. I don't like the MACD. Oh, I just took out the MACD. Didn't mean to do that. Control Z brought it back. Okay, if I zoom in on the MACD, there is nothing about this MACD that is bullish, okay? It's not crossing over. Uh, we did have this giant uh, MACD crossover to the downside, and I pointed to this as being a potential major danger zone. The MACD is also starting to about to break the zero line, which is also not good. So uh, the MACD is generally late to the party, but um, when there, of course, I think it was August uh, 19th, so right there. So this is where the MACD crossed over in late August. And the MACD is saying, hey, don't buy into it yet. Uh, the RSI is still trending down. Uh, no indication yet. Uh, the RSI gave you a nice buying opportunity in December on a weekly scale. Uh, and that's it. And uh, the RSI then went overbought. Uh, gave you a couple of sell signals back on, July, on June 3rd. And then again on July 8th and the RSI still waiting for the weekly RSI to go back to oversold. Uh, looks like the oversold RSI has led to some really nice moves in the market. So the RSI is not telling you to buy, the MACD is not telling you to buy, the CMF is not telling you to buy. So on a weekly scale, there isn't much uh, to really cling to in order to assume that the low is in and we're ready for all time highs. Can it happen? Of course it can, 
but uh, nothing in the charts is telling me that this move is here to stay or that we're back in a bullish uptrend. Uh, now we could be in a bullish uptrend compared to the lows of 3000, uh, but not compared to what happened this summer. Daily chart. So daily chart yesterday, I pointed out that, hey, the green two did not go above a green one. It pulled back a little bit, but uh, this green three has just gone above this green two. Now, once again, because the one candle was so, I don't know why it's doing that. Um, now, because the one candle was so overextended to the upside, uh, this makes it a bit of a tricky trade from a risk reward perspective, but I don't know what the reward is. People keep, uh, somebody commented on my yesterday's video saying, how come you don't talk about risk reward? Well, because I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know what my reward is. I only know what my risk is. And um, the risk on this long is a little bit big, uh, probably down to, you know, 7,000, uh, getting in at 77. It's still okay. Uh, now, where do I think the target is going to be? I think Bitcoin is really going to struggle breaking this moving average. Uh, and if it does break this moving average, it's got a whole slew of resistance. There's a massive amount of resistance between 8,300 and 9,300. Now, yes, $1,000 is a big range, but there is so much resistance here. Uh, not to mention, if we do continue to rise from here, hopefully there'll be a nine and a reversal candle at one of these places setting up for a nice selling opportunity. Right now, I am still assuming this is just a dead cat bounce. In order for me to remove the idea of a dead cat bounce, I need, uh, I need the price to close above 9,500. I really don't believe that we're gonna get above 9,400 without having another significant pullback. If this next pullback does not go below 6,500, then we're probably ready for the bull market. Uh, but um, if this next pullback does go below 6,500, then uh, we need to reevaluate everything. Uh, why do I think the next pullback uh, will take us down below 6,500? Well, I don't like this death cross between the 128 and 200. I don't like the fact that the 200 day moving average is now flattening out and about to start trending down. This is, we have just spent a large amount of time below the 200 day moving average. Uh, how much did we spend here? Let's do, so, okay, why is this not going on? There we go. So this is 30 bars, uh, 30 bars we spent below the 200 day moving average uh, in September, October, and I believe we have just spent a longer period of time. All right, why is this not coming back? There we go. And we have now spent, oh, we haven't spent 30 bars yet. We only spent 21 bars. Okay, so we haven't spent as long as we did before, but unless you think that we're gonna be above 9,500 in the next seven days, we will spend a longer amount of time below the 200 day moving average. And that bothers me. Uh, we don't normally spend this much time below the 200 day moving average without then going significantly lower. So once Bitcoin does break that 200 day moving average and spends any significant amount of time there, it creates a problem. 
Uh, the current environment somewhat reminds me of this area here where, you know, this was early 2018 where we fell hard from 20,000 down to 6,000. We rebounded 100%, uh, made a double top, which I wasn't very fond of at the time, uh, but the sequential did a good job on that second one in order to uh, time the top. You had a nice reversal candle and moving average resistance right at setup trend the first time. I really thought this pullback on a nine was only gonna be a one to four candle correction. I really felt that this reversal candle on the four followed by this five was gonna lead us, uh, was gonna set off and take us to potentially new all time highs. I was bullish off the $6,000 low. I was bullish off of this monster reversal candle at the 200 day moving average. I was bullish on this nine right here. I was bullish all through this area. I really felt that uh, the, the bear market could potentially end here and then we go higher. But when we didn't, when we broke down and then back tested the 200 day moving average, it was over. This is when I became an even bigger bear. And uh, we did go a little bit higher here, got rejected by the 200 day moving average again. The 200 day moving average didn't even start trending down till all the way in June. And uh, that's when trouble really set in and uh, we stayed under it forever. This is a concern. Uh, I know people really want to be bullish in this market, uh, but the TA picture right now is certainly concerning. Uh, we can go all the way up to 92, 9300, and it does not mean all that much. It really, really doesn't. Uh, with the, you know, the moving averages trending down and flipping over, you know, Roger Veer is still on TV talking about Bcash. Uh, you have a bunch of people believing in Richard Hart and that he's going to create a better Bitcoin. Um, a lot of other shit coins are coming out. Uh, all these articles about how someone created a better mining thing, which is ridiculous. Um, well, like it, the fundamental picture of Bitcoin is very, very ugly. Uh, the only good thing to rely on is the code, uh, the progress of lightning, the progress of liquid, and no one is incentivized to promote them uh, because you don't get paid for it. All right. Uh, shorter term timeframes. Uh, I drew these a while back. I took a look at my 12-hour chart earlier this morning, and I'm like, hey, I still stand by by these arrows. Uh, I mean, there, there, there's nothing changes there. In fact, I can add one more. I can take this line. I can bring it down. I can bring it down to here. That is another critical level. I'm going to leave it purposely above 9,500. 9,650 sounds reasonable. I'm going to move that over here. So still stand by all of these, you know, uh, if we can break these lines, we go higher. Now, obviously I drew this after this top uh, because otherwise the arrows would have been earlier, right? Look how far the arrows were. So I'm going to take another one of these arrows. I'm going to stick it right here. Okay. You get above that line, we're going higher. Okay, uh, we get above that line. Uh, I mean, it depends on how we get above that line, but we get above that line and there's a high probability I will finally become a bull. Uh, so the thing is, if you ask me for my opinion, when is the slide going to break? I'm probably gonna say after the halving. I I'm just not very bullish at the moment. 
because of the bearish picture in Bitcoin. Will we eventually break that line? Yeah, absolutely we will. Okay, uh, but for now, uh, what am I thinking? Well, I'm just going to redraw these. Um, I'll do it on this 12-hour chart. I mean, how high can we go up? We can go up as high as, I don't know, 9,000 maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm not expecting us to break that green line. And I do think that, you know, sub $6,000 prices are coming. And my good friend, Willie Wu, probably disagrees with me based on on-chain volume. Uh, but this is what I'm looking at. Uh, we can go up. We can get rejected by this moving average, the 200 on the 12-hour, just like we got rejected right here. The 200 on the 12-hour got rejected at 9,600 on the close and 10,400 on the high. Uh, the intraday swing doesn't really matter for longer-term trades. It matters in your short-term short trades. Uh, but that's what I'm looking at. What's the sequential here? Sequential here is a seven. Uh, I don't know how much you trust the 12 hour sequential. Uh, it's worked well in the past. So maybe, you know, tomorrow there could be a top, but I'm giving it, you know, some leeway to go as high as 88. But I don't think it changes uh, the fact that I'm still anticipating lower lows. Here's the four hour chart. This was the big breakout. Um, I did mention yesterday, hey, here is your uh, bullish entry on a green two above a green one on a four hour. Uh, of course, the price immediately pulls back hard. It never really pulled back uh, even to the level of the prior breakout. So yeah, you're in a losing position for a little bit. Uh, and then within 24 hours, you are in a very nice winning position. On a four hour chart, there is critical resistance at eight, thousand seventy nine hundred to be exact and i think bitcoin will struggle breaking that level if it does break that level uh this is where you know that eighty five hundred dollar area comes in and this is probably in the vicinity of where i drew this arrow on the 12 hour i drew it up to 88 uh maybe i could have should draw it a little bit you know shorter let's put it at 86 something like that Okay, or maybe it'll take longer. Let me not assume that it's going to happen that quickly. Okay, so something like that. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, GVTC is trading today. Looks like the premium came down a little bit, down to 31. Uh, still a little pricey. Bitcoin dominance, not very interesting. Uh, mining uh, hash rate looks still looks okay. Uh, this is minor profitability. Um, I do think minor profitability will hit this line. Uh, that means that it would have to fall to $6,000 a Bitcoin after the halving. I, I don't think we're going to go sub 3000 uh, before the halving. That's the only other way to hit this line. Uh, Bitcoin has gone up. Um, I do want to see how all of the top 10 shit coins are doing. Uh, Binance is still up 30% over Bitcoin for the year. Uh, I would love to see the sub zero because it's a scam coin, but uh, probably not. Ethereum doesn't really matter. Gold, still keeping an eye on gold. Uh, gold's hanging in there a little bit. I'm curious on the S&P 500. 
Uh, a bit of a down day, but it's a holiday. You know, it's a half day trading session today after Thanksgiving. No one is trading today. There's not going to be any volume. Um, I don't like the MACD. I don't like the RSI on a daily scale. On a weekly scale, I think we're still okay. Uh, we're still on a six. So maybe a few more weeks of upside and then probably a nice correction, uh, you know, back down to the $3,000 area. Still overall bullish. All right. Um, hey, guys, don't forget on Confiscatable, uh, tickets are on sale uh, along with workshops, carnivory dinner. All the dates are on here. Uh, check that out. Um, also, uh, the options webinar will take place two days, seven hours each day. I will uh, update this description a little bit to make it clearer because now that I've done one of these before, I know exactly what's going to be taught. Um, and uh, check that out probably as of tomorrow. Uh, it should be posted nicely. Check out the other uh, workshops that will take place uh, in Las Vegas. Myself, uh, Giacomo Zucco, Socrates, Jimmy Song, and we'll try to bring you a few more. All right, guys, on this note, um, I'm going to go ahead and call it a day. Um, once again, uh, thank you all for watching. Um, I don't know if there's any questions in the chat, but I do need to get some work done. Um, Oh, uh, people ask you the price at which you would sell your Bitcoin. Do you have a time frame as well? I don't. I don't really have a time frame there. Um, I'm going to scroll up a little bit, just glance at some live chat, maybe something interesting. All right, guys, I don't really see anything interesting in the live chat. All right, thank you all for watching, and I will see you all on the next one. Bye, guys.